Hello again and welcome to Fantasy Sultans. I'm Trip Rogers along with Mike Sheck. It's week 15 of the NFL season. For a lot of leagues, it's week one of the playoffs. Of course, if you are the Fantasy Sultans, it's week one of the offseason. <laughs> yes. Because we did not do well in any of our leagues. Awful is the way you could describe it. So the question, if we're that bad, why is anybody listening to us? <laughs> we help everybody else. <laughs> Are we philanthropists or something like that? A fantasy philanthropist? Listen, listen, next week is Fantasy Festivus, the airing of grievances. Oh, my God, get ready. We've got tons of grievances to talk about. <laughs> You want to impress your friends with this stat at your next gathering on Sunday? Simply tell them the only non-quarterback to put up 30 points in Week 14, da-da-da, Dalvin Cook of Minnesota. He returned to action after separating his shoulder, and he looked like the Dalvin Cook we know and love when he's healthy. 209 yards and two touchdowns. Cook is proving you can trust him as your bell cow throughout the playoffs. And right behind Cook, Rashad Penny in Seattle. Penny was effective, rushing for. 137 yards and two touchdowns and I think a certain someone told you to pick him up last week who told you that I one was who just told you going that to say that I was just going to say I seem to recall on this very podcast pick up a shot penny and I remember that person being you my friend that's right Penny is someone that I'm saying on the show again you could put your fantasy team over the top in the playoffs and if you have Dalvin Cook you're in good shape too you have Rashad Penny, you're great. But if you have Dalvin you're Cook, good too. <laughs> you're a little better. Not touting my picks or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You never can underestimate somebody who gets hot, especially in December. And I go back to Christmas Day last year. If you were in the playoffs, and it was championship week, as I recall, but if you had... Alvin Kamara, and if you had yep. him, you were sitting there on Christmas Day, and you were just loving it. He won my fantasy league for me. That was just an unbelievable performance. But again, it's somebody getting hot, and Dalvin Cook could be that guy, and Penny could also be that person because it seems like Seattle is starting to turn on the Jets in that NFC, not the Jets as the team. The Jets <laughs> in, in, I just want to clear that up. But that NFC West is going to be a dogfight down the stretch. Seattle's back in the mix, although I really don't think Seattle can go all the way and i think they got to think about some major retooling there but still it's a big challenge now ahead for the nfl a single day high earlier this week for players 37 positive covid tests the los angeles rams were forced to close their facility on tuesday while the cleveland browns moved into the league's enhanced protocol after placing eight players including four starters on the injured um covid list we knew that this was going to happen at some point, but the problem is it's coming at the wrong time because a lot of people who have certain players who are on this list could be affected this upcoming week because if they don't play, it's going to be problems and can cost you in the fantasy playoffs. Remember, the game was flexed on Saturday a few weeks ago as part of an effort to showcase matchups at the end of college football's regular season. Now I think it's highlighting the league's difficulty to stop hotspots for uh, coronavirus 
coronavirus inside yes. the franchises. This is a yes. problem. And Goodell yes. laid down the zero tolerance policy in the offseason when it came to outbreaks in teams, stating the game would be not be moved out of its television window. Remember the Cleveland Browns game with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders? That was moved up to Saturday. So here's another potential problem. I want to highlight this because uh, we're taping this on, on Wednesday, as we normally do. Our podcast hits on Thursday. Baker Mayfield hit that list today. Now, Mayfield is vaccinated. So if you go on the COVID list for a positive test, you have to have two negative tests within 24 hours separation. And if you do, you can play. There is still a chance he can play on Saturday. The problem is if he does not get that second test, he's out. Remember the Aaron Rodgers situation? He was cleared after the second negative test on Saturday the game was Sunday if I'm not mistaken in this in this case I don't think they can test him on Saturday and say he's ready to go he's got to have that second negative test by Friday because they have to say here's where we're going and that could be a huge mess for the Browns well also the second time this season the head coaches tested positive you mentioned Baker Mayfield a couple other names on that list Odell Beckham Jr., Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Cedric Wilson, Josh Gordon, Miles Gaskin, Alexander Madison, and Kadarius Tony, and that's just a few of the bigger names on the list. So Tony, uh, Tony's been on the list a couple of times this year, and I said it back way back when. Mistake. I said he was a mistake when they drafted him. I said he was a mistake during training camp. It's a mistake now. This kid, I know he's got some raw talent. We've seen what four quarters. Five quarters this season where he's been brilliant. The rest of the time, injured or a problem. And here's another another situation. I love the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. has tested positive. He said he wouldn't get it because he couldn't test positive because, no, he's not going to get that. Yeah, he's not untouchable. (laughs) He's untouchable. You know, Mike, I think it's reflective also of what's happening in sports because you're hearing about all kinds of issues in the NBA. You're hearing about it in the NHL. And I kind of wonder, is it going to have an impact on college football and the college football playoffs? I seem to recall, if you remember last year, a couple of teams got hit with a bunch of positive tests and they lost players for bowl games. And again, that's one of the things that you work all year for this chance to go to a bowl game and then to test positive for COVID and then not to be able to play. It's a bit of a disappointment. And these players could definitely affect your team this week. So that's why we're here to give you import exports. And I say you lead off, my friend, with your import exports. You will need running back Justin Jackson for the Los Angeles Chargers. Jackson had a season high, nine carries for 35 yards. He also caught a pass for seven yards. May not sound like a lot, but with the Austin Eckler injury, it's something to monitor. Appears like he is not likely to go against the Chiefs. Jackson will most likely benefit from Eckler being out of the lineup. And we should also note that Joshua Kelly will see some playing time as well. So if you're in a situation where you can afford multiple roster spots, I would say grab Kelly too. You grab both of these guys, but remember, they play on Thursday night, so you're going to have to grab them early. Another import, wide receiver Gabriel Davis in Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders suffered a knee injury against Tampa Bay and up until week 14. Davis's high snap share in a single game was at 50%. Last week, it skyrocketed to 83%. And he produced by seeing... 
15% of Buffalo's targets and converted eight looks into five catches for 43 yards and a score. Whether Sanders plays or not, I think it would be wise for Buffalo to feature Gabriel Davis in that offense. He's been pretty effective when he actually gets playing time. Now, if you need a quarterback... Chicago's Justin Fields may be your guy, especially if you're looking for a deep reach or a streamer. And what's intriguing here, Trip, and very promising, is that Fields ran for 74 yards at Green Bay in Week 14, also added 224 passing yards and two touchdowns. He has a favorable matchup this week against Minnesota. The Vikings allowed three of their last four opponents to score at least 25 fantasy points, so it is looking good for Justin Fields. Finally... And this should come as no surprise to you, Trip. You alluded to the Jets earlier. Export everyone on the New York Jets. And I'm telling you why. Because <laughs> they are not good, folks. They are not good. <laughs> I said not pick up. Not good is an understatement. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, they are abysmal. Let's put it that way. They are abysmal. I said to pick up Jamison Crowder a couple of weeks back as a starting wide yeah. receiver and also yeah, run with Ty that. Johnson. Flashy performances don't occur every week. And last week, Crowder, three passes. Johnson only had 57 total yards. And the Zach Wilson experience hasn't gone very well. I mean, granted, he's a rookie, but just six touchdowns versus 11 interceptions. And oh, by the way, Corey Davis, he hasn't lit up any offenses either this season like he did in Tennessee. He has under 500 receiving yards and four total touchdowns. New York plays Miami this week. And surprisingly, Miami's defense has played well this season. So I don't really expect much from the Jets here. I say free up your roster spots. It's playoff time. Cut the dead weight and cut the Jets. <laughs> Jets are dead weight, and you're talking about that in New Jersey. Oh, oh I'm in trouble, and I? I am really in trouble. <laughs> you know, real quick before I go to my import and exports, I, I got to kind of touch on this with the Jets because as a long-suffering Giant fan, I mean, as bad as things are for the Giants, all I got to do is just turn around because within five minutes, the Jets will do something stupid. And as yeah. bad as Sunday's game was for the Giants, the Jets were even worse. Yeah. And the sad reality here is that I know the Jets changed their coach. Where do you see some positives there? Of course, if you're a Giant fan, where do you see some positive? If you're a New York football fan, where do you see positive? Buffalo? Terrible. I do like what uh, Sala brings to the table, though. I mean, you know, defensive coordinator for the 49ers. I think he'll step it up. But again, it's probably to be expected that the Jets weren't going to do well because they have a rookie at quarterback. And rookies are hit and miss. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm going to disagree because Sal has not the defense has not been good for yeah. the Jets this year too. Yeah, that's the other part of this problem. Now I know it's year one. I think he's got to have some time. And listen, one of the the questions now we're going to start seeing coaches and and the coaching carousel. One of the issues now with the Giants is do you cut Joe Judge loose again? Another two year coach. The problem is the last two Giant coaches have been two year coaches and gone. You want to make it three in a row? Oh, by the way, they're still paying these guys, too. That's the other part of the problem. All right, let's go import-export here. That's not what we're here for. We're here for import-exports. I want to go to the Cleveland Browns situation. The Ernest Johnson. Now, this is a guy, Mike, you mentioned him earlier this year, and I wish I'd been smart enough to grab him at that point. He is owned in 13% of Yahoo leagues, but Kareem Hunt injured his ankle week one uh, last week, never seen again in their victory against the Ravens. Hunt's injury elevated Johnson to the number two role behind Nick Chubb. Now, four carries, 22 yards, catching his only target. However, the problem is this week, Cleveland has a mess. 
And this is a guy who'll be on the radar if Hunt's out of the lineup. He's got a juicy play against the Raiders this week. And so Johnson's a viable play. The team playing Saturday. This is going to be interesting to see. Here's a guy you may want to just kind of grab him just to be on the safe side. Again, never hurts to have some depth. If you're cutting all those jets, here's a guy to pick up. Another uh, person to import, Alan Lazard. Now, he has been part of a group of players, the secondary Packers receivers, that drive everybody nuts. Lazard was only owned in 4% of leagues in Yahoo hitting in Week 14. Lazard, 13 targets, 8 catches, 88 yards, 1 touchdown his last two games. Week 14, 6 catches, 75, 1 touchdown. Randall Cobb is out. His snap count went to 82%. He's a viable reach play as long as Cobb is out of the mix. I think you may want to try and grab him. He could pay some dividends for you. Also, we go to Miami, and you mentioned Miami going against the Jets this week. Miles Gaskin, Savona Med, and Philip Lindsay all on the COVID list. Miami is going to have to reach down the depth charts to feature somebody. Malcolm Brown could be the best choice if he's healthy enough to be activated. Now, head coach Brian Flores says he hopes to get him back this week, operate as a three-down back for the game if need be. He would be next in line. They also have their seventh-round pick, Jared Dokes, who could be back on the active roster, but they have not added him. Last but not least, I want to throw something in here from Detroit. Craig Reynolds. Now, Adam Schefter dropped a little nugget Sunday morning before week 14 that Reynolds was going to be featured prominently by the Lions against the Broncos. They elevated him to the active roster. 11 carries, 83 yards, 2 catches, 16 yards, 46% of the snaps. He seems to be in line to remain ahead of everybody else. DeAndre Swift out with a shoulder injury. He could be shut down for the rest of the season. Now, They hope to have him back for Sunday's game against Arizona. Uh, Jamal Williams, also on the COVID list, could return. But Lions could elect to take a long look at Reynolds, who, over the next four weeks. So I think you add him to your fantasy roster just in case he turns out to have a fantasy-significant role. Again, this is a guy you want to pick up, add some depth, because the playoffs are won and lost by picking up these guys who you don't know, you, you, you got to roll the dice. Again, fantasy is a roll of the dice. Listen, sometimes you're going to hit a number, and sometimes you're going to seven out. That's what you do. Each week, win and survive. And Mike, I'm sure there's a league. Everybody's had a league. You don't pay attention to what week it is. You don't pay attention to where you are in the standings. You make roster moves. If you are not in the playoffs and you make a roster move, well, again, it's it's the problem of the fantasy commissioner, but you don't do that. You got to know where you are. If you're not in, don't make a move. Let the guys who are playing make those moves. That used to just bother the bejesus out of me till I got smart and I put a, a number of acquisitions in and you change everybody's numbers so they can't reach that. That's what it is. That's how you do it. But don't be one of those guys. Come on. Well, we give you all the advice each and every week that we bring to the table, especially at the playoff time. It's crunch time, folks. We want to help you win your league. We are the Fantasy Sultans. And you are not.